Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and you're tuned to another episode of So There's That Podcast. And I'm already giggling because I just realized this is episode 21. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> this is episode 21. <laughs> Look, because I've already recorded several different takes already, right? Like, and y'all know I don't never come up with uh, no motherfucking title to the episode until after the fact, but um, I think I'm gonna keep it episode 2121 because it just it makes sense given the news that I'm gonna give to you guys this week. You guys are already on board. It actually probably was uh, we all found out about that probably right after I got finished doing last week's podcast. But I just want to shout out, you know, 21 Savage, you know, free my nigga, you know, because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Look, and uh, I'm going to get into it because y'all ran Demi Lovato's ass into the dirt. But before we get into <laughs> what did I hear across the Twitter streets? Saint 20, no, Saint Savage of 21st. <laughs> This week was a lot, <laughs> just like every other week. We really just jumping on in 2019 with a motherfucking bang. I don't know what's going on. But before we get into some celebrity topics, can I vent? Can I let you? Can I live? I want to let y'all know what's been going on with your girl this past week. So last week, I let y'all know a little bit about the whole daycare situation with my kids. That lingered on into this week. And I just want to say shout out to the people that I work with for just not making me feel no type of way because I just wasn't ready to cuss nobody out this week. And I appreciate it (laughs) for y'all just being patient with your girl and being patient with the facility. Um, The one thing that I'm very excited about is this credit that I'm about to get to me because they were out of pocket um, since goddamn January 28th. Uh, they were having plumbing issues. They called us on half days. Come pick up your kid. Oh, it's closed. Oh, it's closed. It's going to be open tomorrow. Oh, it's open. But now we got to pick them up again. Went through that for a week and a half. And so I'm just really looking forward to this next paycheck where I can ball out and act like I don't have three kids, at least for that. Um, <laughs> and they still owe me for when I went on vacation in December. I got to sit down and talk to them about that. I'm really just letting y'all in on this life that I have. So, but the one thing that I was happy about is that the fact that I did, I was able to come in. No, I didn't come on on Monday. I went in to work on Tuesday and I took my little green notebook. (laughs) If you know, you know, I took my green notebook and I did all of my to-do list items for the week and said that, okay, if this shit lingers on all fucking week, this is all the things that I'm going to get done. And I made it, I did not cut myself short. I was like, this shit absolutely has to get done this week. I cannot do this shit. <laughs> I am working for a promotion right now. So I'm really out here really just kicking ass and taking names or at least trying. And uh, by Friday, even though my daycare situation wasn't resolved until Thursday, I was able, along with my team, not just me, um, to knock out pretty much everything, like a page and a half worth of shit that I had on my radar. So I was just proud of myself. I have to pat myself on the back for that. I was excited. But let me take a second here. Excuse me. Take a second to really just shout out one a, a few few different people uh, that may be listening to this podcast right now. Single parents, single mom, single dad. If y'all doing it by yourselves, I commend the fuck out of you. It is hard um, with kids. It's hard with more than one. If you have more than one and you're doing it all by yourself, shout out to you. That's number one. If you are a work at home type of person and you don't have daycare because daycare is like fucking expensive. Like, thank thank God I have a discounted rate, which is sometimes that keeps me from bitching so much, but there are certain things and responsibilities that they still owe to us, regardless of how cheap they fucking give us a price, you know, like there's still expectations there, but shout out to y'all who find ways to work from home and 
homeschool your kids and have your kids at home with you. Shout out to y'all. That shit's hard. <laughs> the times that I was at home and I was trying to telework all this week. I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. A six, yeah, I do have a six-year-old and a six-month-old. And the shit was hard. You know, I'm still breastfeeding. So when the baby was getting hungry, I had to stop what I was doing, breastfeed her, because I try not to, you know, waste any milk that I have already preserved for when I choose to stop breastfeeding her. Then I had a two-year-old who was very um, up and down and very particular and <laughs> wants to sit and eat snacks and eat in general all day long. So trying to get anything done at home was nearly impossible. So for the people who are able to do that, shout out to y'all. And then um, lastly, shout out to um, just stay-at-home mothers uh, and specifically my friend Krista right now. If I could dedicate the show to her, uh, I will. I love her. She's my best friend. She knows my deepest, darkest, craziest secrets, uh, how crazy I am. See me at my worst, see me at my highs. And, uh, hopefully, you know, uh, she's going through something right now and I just want her to hurry up and get out of that situation. She's uh, her husband is not there right now, not for his choice because of his job. And uh, I just want everything to work out for her. She's got her, she's holding it down with her four kids right now and she's killing it. She doesn't know she's killing it, but you're killing it. And I want you to know that because right now she's not a single parent. She's not really, uh, she has help, but it's hard when you don't have that other person around. And even if it is for work and it's for the greater good of the family, it just sucks. And I, I, I just want her to know that you're, you're kicking ass, you're taking names, and you got it. And uh, there's another friend of mine that she she knows she got it, but she got it. If you listen to this, you know who you are. Uh, uh, but, you know, shout out to y'all because I experienced a little bitty taste of the shit like this week. And there's going to be situations where my husband has to take off and do training and stuff like that, that I'm going to have to hold it down with three kids. And, and it'll be vice versa for him. And uh, that shit is hard. It's hard because once you come walk through your door at the end of the day, after pretty much taking care of, if you're in a supervisory advisory uh, role at your job, it's like taking care of your babies at work and then coming home and taking care of your real life babies and they got to be fed and you got to sit down and do a few hours of homework with them and you've got to bathe them and you've got to lull them to sleep. It is a, uh, man, a parent's job is never done. Never, never done. I know my mom still stressed out about me and I'm grown. I'm about to be 31 this month. And uh, it's just, it, that's a scary thought to know that there's, um, when my kids leave my house, that I will still be <laughs> stressed the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I hate it. That's why I try to I try to call my mom, you know, as much as I can. And because I know that that stressor is still there, regardless of me being older or grown. <laughs> and I'm still uh, somebody still worries about me. My mother still worries about me. My father passed away a few years ago. Um, but you know, oh gosh, shout out to y'all. I like I said, I experienced a little itty bitty bitsy little bitty spider of that uh life. And it's just not fun. And I uh I'm sending the universe to y'all have a fucking break. I hope you get one soon. Um I got a little tiny one today and uh I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. I posted this fucking shout out to the universe for all the things that I want this <laughs> this year. And then I sat on the couch and said, oh, I got to record a podcast episode. Because <laughs> I was just so comfortable sitting down in that seat. I got baby girl to sleep. And we just ate. We went out to eat today. And um, I'm actually my intentions for today. <laughs> I was supposed to go to a book signing for my friend, T. Marie. I've talked about her book that she released. I actually got that book. I am about to start reading that book. I'm hoping that the commandant puts it on my fucking reading list. <laughs> but I, my intention was to go to her book signing and get my book fucking signed. But what happened, <laughs> and I'm not lying, I, uh, my husband, 
not my husband, my son uh, had a basketball game today. We go to his games every Saturday and I have this large calendar. My husband and I, uh, we say things to each other throughout the week, but shit, shit so like high paced that we'll spit off appointments and all this stuff. And then when the day comes, it's like, oh shit, I forgot you told me that. So we have this big dry erase calendar in our like living room where we put both of our appointments, like our work and medical and the kids stuff on there. So we keep, you know, um, remember as a reminder for the things we have going on. So um, he had a game that my husband had a game that he was supposed to go through. But I was like, oh, well, babe, I was I was actually trying to go to this book signing for my friend. Um, it's going to be in Fredericksburg or it's going to be out of town. Right. And um, he was like, OK, well, let's just make a family thing. And I was like, OK, cool. We can do that. And we can go eat afterwards. It'll be good. It'll be a grand day because we'll you know, do basketball and then we'll go do this thing that I want to do. And then we'll go eat as a family. So I look at the Facebook invite and I I must have quickly glanced at it because I was like, oh, it, it starts at three. <laughs> so all week I'm like, Saturday, three o'clock, I'm going to be there. I'll be first in line. I'm going to get my book signed. I'm going to chit chat. I'm going to get a picture. Hopefully get, you know, some comments from her for the podcast. Uh, that's something that's supposed to be in the works, but hopefully she's not pissed at me So <laughs> for not being there today. But let me explain, you know what I'm saying? Let me finish my story. So I'm I'm taking my lives of my son's basketball game. He's killing it per usual. He's out here dropping buckets, okay? My son is an athlete, and he's a scholar, too. So I just want y'all to know that. And I look down at my Facebook. I scroll for a little bit, you know, because my husband, I mean, my son wasn't playing at the time. So I had a little time. <laughs> I'm petty, okay? And uh, I look down, and I start seeing pictures from the event. And I'm like, was there like a pre-event to the actual thing or what's going on? So I'm scrolling. I go back to the event page and it says from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And a bitch just looks at the three part and and assumed <laughs> that was the start. I didn't go back to it. My husband had asked me. We was getting our calendar together because last week was the start of February. So we had a new calendar to prepare. And he was like, okay, well, what time is it? And I looked at it real quick, three o'clock, put it down. He wrote it down on the calendar and I never went back to that shit again until today. So shout out to T. Marie. I'm sorry. The whole plan was for the whole family to go out there and congratulate you on your book release. And I just want to let you know that I really sincerely was upset that I fucked that up and I wanted to be there. So hopefully we do that. Uh, get a chance to link up and uh, so I can personally give you a hug and just congratulate you and build you up and amp you up because I just been just following this woman for so long and I finally got an opportunity to like meet her meet her last year uh, while I was like 18 months pregnant and uh, she was just totally supportive and she's so fun and uh, just her journey and everything that she is looking to build as a uh person coming out of Chicago and being in the Marine Corps and then leaving on her own terms and being able to create so much. And uh, I just I just look up to her. And so I, just to be able to be around those type of people and absorb, that's the type of aura that I want to fucking be in at all times. So my intentions were to be there and to just like be happy for you and congratulate you. And I fucked it up. But I mean, all in all, it was still a good day. Like I came home, we came home from uh, eating and I sat down on that couch and I started to feel sleepy and tired. And uh, my husband looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I got to go record the episode. He was like, well, go on up there. And that's one thing I appreciate about my husband is that he doesn't, he doesn't baby me. <laughs> when I'm talking about I'm tired, I'm sore. He just got me on a workout plan. Um, a guy that he works out has uh, uh, just started his own business, uh, physical training company. Uh, and uh, I, I feel like I might be one of his first clients. I think he might've been doing it, but he actually like a, made it official for the year. And uh, let's just say I'm tired. I am sore. Okay. I feel like my forearms is dead. Okay. I worked leg day dead. Okay. I didn't know that getting on the treadmill at what the the pace was like three, 
at a three, but on a 10 incline that that shit would stretch you out uh, for 20 minutes. Like (laughs) he's really getting me right. I'm looking in the mirror already after a week and I feel like the transformation is going to be here. Like I told the universe verse this morning, I'm going to go to my page so y'all can hear Y'all ain't heard me yet, but this is where I'm going to shout it to y'all as well. Not just the universe. Y'all need to know this as well. This year, 2019 is mine with an S. I said that before. I'm going to continue to say it. Um, I am a responsible, slim, thick, black business owner, podcast host, degree holder, dope mom, dope wife, and a gunny of Marines. I'm in the Marine Corps, y'all. So y'all know that I try to be mindful about that. There ain't nothing I'm saying representing these people that I work for. I just want y'all to know that. Let me take a sip of water, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you know. But uh, I'm sending that to the universe. I want that. I need that. Got to have that. Those are my goals. And I feel like they are uh, obtainable goals. <laughs> especially me being slim thick. It need to happen. I need to keep this ass. I don't want my husband to leave me. Um, that I feel like that was one of the vows. <laughs> he said, go ahead and chop the titties off, you know, I'll get a reduction, but that ass, so gotta stay. And I was like, concur. I understand. I will uh, ensure that happens. And we have conditions uh, with him as well. So just want to make sure it's a vice versa type thing. It's a tit for tat thing. We, we've got it going on. But uh, <laughs> definitely those are my plans. Those are things that will make me feel happy. Those are my goals. So I'm looking forward to tapping into those. And I just had to tell y'all about my week. So hopefully y'all's pushing forward and y'all got shit knocked out, taken care of, all that stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about these goofy ass celebrities uh, right after this, okay? So take care. We're going to come in with the pop culture news. All right, y'all. And we're back. Uh, The first thing I want to say before we start getting into celebrity pop culture news is last week when I was talking a little bit about Bow Wow and his girl, Kiyomi Leslie, or Miss Leslie, girl, your real name, like we was talking about. It looks like videos come out this uh, today um, showing that Bow Wow, in fact, took out his little step stool, got in that girl face, and was the aggressor. So uh, I still said what I said last week about women keeping their hands to themselves. Like I said, being a... Uh, a mother to two sons. Uh, we're not going to pick no fights, but everybody should pretty much keep their hands to themselves. We can all agree with that. That is my main notion. That's the only thing I want to say is that if we all keep our hands together, that we won't have to be worrying about nothing. That's men and that's women. I don't like the fact that women feel like they could just be kicking people ass and nobody can kick their ass back. Or at least shake them a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You just can't put your hands on everybody and not be ready for whatever's going to come on afterwards. But from that video, um, Bow Wow definitely looked like he was big mad, but a little sad. And, you know, because of, look, you know, he definitely got on his tippy toes in order to get in her face at some point in the video. I peeped, Okay. And uh, he was snatching something out of her hands, and it looked like it was fits to go down once they got off the elevator. Um, she wasn't really ready to get salon style in there, and I could understand. But uh, it, it definitely looked like Bow Wow was the one with the shits and uh, starting the shit, if you will, in the beginning. So I guess we'll come to uncover more of that story. We're not giving him Chris Brown treatment right now, apparently, still. You know, Chris Brown, that's reserved for him, as a matter of fact. <laughs> We'll talk about him later because I feel like you have to get into another part of a story before we actually get into Chris Brown. So staying with the Atlanta theme, St. Savage of 21st is from England, I suppose. And I did not do a lot of good research on this because I found myself laughing a lot about it because you know how the public perception and his persona is and as a rapper and it's a knife and, you know, I'm very confused. Not sure if that's the knife of the round table and, and shit like that now. Like there's a lot of different 
things. And I'm just confused. But apparently he's been trying to uh, maintain his citizenship for a while now, but it's been continuously declined. But ICE came after his ass, I believe, this time last week, uh, right after I got finished doing last week's podcast. So, uh, you know, as as usual, everybody's rallying up behind 21 Savage in order to keep him from getting deported um, back to where he came from. This is where he grew up. This is where he currently has kids himself. It's ridiculous, to be honest, uh, that <laughs> we're doing this. And, and then the inner common sensory in me is just like, you know, without knowing that he's attempted to do that, the first thing on my mind is like, why haven't you been working on this? Well, he has been working on it. So I'm trying to find out what the fuck is holding him back from maintaining his citizenship. And uh, they're doing this with a lot of different people who were just born here or sent here as kids. And they're not giving them any access or giving them any leeway, you know what I'm saying, on figuring it out. Then you have motherfuckers like Tommy Lauren on fucking Twitter just, um, you know, antagonizing people and um, making them feel bad about the shit. Like, what a piece of shit that bitch is. I really hate Tommy Lauren or Tammy Lasagna, whatever the fuck her name is. That's all she lives to do. She she loves the attention. As a matter of fact, I think like the game, y'all know he's still hurt. So he looks for any, any opportunity to really get in these women's ass. And the one time I didn't really quite disagree was when he was running up on Tommy Lauren, even though I still think that need to chill out. You need to find somebody to hold a teddy bear. Something the game needs. A hobby outside of rapping. I don't know. But uh, I was here for the Instagram post that he made about Tommy Lauren. And it dead ass, uh, the picture that he found. I don't know if that's her. I'm not here to confirm that or not. That's an alleged picture of uh, Tammy Lazanga. And I don't know. But it looked like, have y'all ever seen Don't Be a Menace? Um, and it was the white lady that he ended up with at the end of the movie, the, uh, hotel nigga. <laughs> that's what Tommy Lauren looked like before she got plastic surgery. If that's her, it does look like her. And I don't know who worked for the game and who find these pictures, but whoever found the pictures for the game also needs to go find him a therapist. Do that. Get back with me. Let's get some good music popping. I feel like it'll help. Still rolling on your ass again because I feel like you got a lot going on. You need uh, therapy. You need something, um, a good book. I don't know <laughs> what else you need. What else you need? But anyways, so I jumped from 21 Savage to Time and War into the game, but still keeping it Atlanta themed. <laughs> Staying on 21 Savage real quick before I even get into that. So, the Super Bowl was last week. Lackluster as fuck. Didn't bring in any um, real writings. Who gives a shit? Everybody's still with Cap. If you're not with Cap, you still disagree that it was a shitty-ass show. Maroon 5 did horrible. Uh, Travis Scott, you know, everybody won't cancel everybody for fucking getting this check. It is what it is. I don't care. I don't watch football like that. So, it ain't, you know, <laughs> you know, it ain't no big thing for me. Either way, you know what I'm saying? But uh, one of the things that was, you know, Twitter's just, just it's, it's a good place to be. And it's, it's sometimes you just, sometimes you think you fly under the radar with the things you're saying. And sometimes you end up viral. So uh, sometimes you get some likes and retweets and some people actually see what you're posting. Well, in this case... Demi Lovato, hey girl, I know you just got out of rehab, girl. You got your new boo thing or whatever, and your Twitter fingers is just really out here. And I don't care. Listen, you know, I saw the quills and the feathers and the jokes about 21 Savage, although un unfortunate, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but my friend, another person I mentioned last week, uh, my friend Clay, he said, it's just like, it's just like a family member. You, you could talk about your crackhead family member, but can't nobody outside the family talk about it. Demi Lovato, to get to the point, posted a tweet saying the best thing about the Super Bowl was the 21 Savage memes. To that, um, <laughs> all of black Twitter erupted and, and roasted the fuck out of Demi Lovato for, uh, to, to the point of her deleting her Twitter. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm not just saying roast. Like it was getting some, it was some uh, extreme shit being said. <laughs> I'm just like, y'all really go to fuck in. Like, God, Jesus. Like she said that the memes was funny. The next thing I know, Demi Lovato, a crackhead. Oh, bitch, you could have died. And everybody's shit. Oh my God. I was clutching my pearls at some of the shit y'all was saying to her. Did she deserve it? I don't know. I'm not sure. It was funny, but I get it. Like my friend Clay said, Hey, that's a family member, bitch. Hey, listen, simmer down. You go sit in your fucking corner with your fucking, uh, pumpkin spice and shit and what the fuck else you'd be you sipping on during the super bowl shit your fucking uh eensy weenies or what the fuck you know come on chill out <laughs> all right we got this this is funny for us we got it <laughs> you don't need to do this stop it so like i said she deleted her twitter <laughs> and she probably talking to her peoples at the at the um well, how many steps is it? The 10 steps? The anonymous people? She gotta be. Her sponsor is lit right now. All the text messages, all the phone calls. Because y'all ran her in the motherfucking dirt. Okay? And all she said was the shit was funny. <laughs> I'm just so, ooh, girl. But the one thing I was mad about, I wasn't even mad about the 21 Savage shit because I was just in agreement that the shit was funny. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's all unfortunate. It really is. But I was just in agreement that the shit was funny. And the thing that I was pissed about is that, you know, I, you know, I peruse the shade room and neighborhood talk and all the other gossip stuff. That's how I get my information. Shout out to y'all for being the pug. Um, but I saw that she had made a reply. The uh, Wale had said something to the effect of, hey, when you was going through your shit, you was down and out and all that shit. Wasn't nobody making fun or making jokes about you. And Demi Lovato has said some shit about, oh, you just saw to because I didn't reply to your tweets back in the day. I'm like, oh, bitch, the audacity. Fatality killer. Get her. Not killer, literally, Jesus Christ, but. Like, yeah, keep roasting her ass because how dare you, bitch? Wale was the one person that came to you with um, just some common sense and, you know, wasn't trying to beat you up or read you or clown you. And that's the way you came at him out of all the people, bitch. Everybody else made you turn off your Twitter, but you decided to come onto his comment and say, oh, the only reason why you saying the shit you saying is because I didn't reply to your tweets. Oh, bitch, the audacity. Sit your ass down somewhere, Demi. Go figure it out. Go read a book. Like, like, sit over there next to the game and get it together. Let's let's try to get this shit together. All right? I know there's another story that's coming out of Atlanta. Really trying to get my life together as far as that concerned to remember it. So we talked about, we talked about Bow Wow. We talked about... <laughs> It all came back to me, bitch. Oh, so along with Demi Lovato, Chris Brown decided he wanted to join the fun. And y'all, y'all know Chris Brown is hilarious. And he posted a meme, a video of 21 Savage, but having his music dubbed with an English uh, rapper. And I believe his name is Skepta. And it was funny. Like I like I said, all the shits was funny to me. But uh yeah, Offset took some offense to that. It's pretty upset, you know, and you know the Offset and Cardi B and 21 Savage have collaborated several times before. And so so a lot of these people are taking it like, you know, the it like they should, you know, they're corralling behind their friend and, and trying to ensure that, you know, they stop their his deportation. Uh <laughs> To which Chris Brown just basically want to fight this nigga now because Offset said the, the the memes is not funny, lame, and he called him a lame, and uh, it just got real crazy from there. And I was just like, this nigga Chris Brown called this nigga Chris Brown called Offset motherfucking. Pootie Tang. <laughs> Have you ever seen Pootie Tang? It's a Chris Brown. That's a Chris Brown. It's a Chris Rock. Great. Like back in the 90s, early 2000s, Chris Rock was on this roll of just giving us some really C list fucking cinema. <laughs> and I was here for it. I loved uh, like Head of State, 
Pootie Tang. Uh, there was another one that I forgot that he did. Um, but uh, what is it called? It was the the one that he went to heaven and he came back as a black dude. I can't think about it. If you're my listener and you love me, you're going to let me know where I fucked up. But I love that movie as well. CB4. I love all Chris Rock movies. And Pootie Tanks is like number one. <laughs> so when I started like putting two and two together and like envisioning Offset, I was just like, oh, yes, he very much does like look like Pootie Tang. Especially so how like flamboyant the Migos dress from time to time and just putting those pictures together. And he was talking about sign my pity on the runny kind. I was just like, my nigga, what are you doing? Chris Brown is just, he must not be in the studio recording no 50 track album right now. He got time. He wants to run offset his fade. He done um, DMs offset his address to which, Offset replied, police, <laughs> police. I was like, what is going on here? I hope they resolve it. But for right now, while they're documenting it on Instagram, it's hilarious to me. And uh, I'm going to continue to laugh for every time that he does something. As of today, like this shit's been ongoing for the last few days. I just want to let you go. Today is Saturday, the 9th of February in the year of our Lord, 2019. Shout out to 21 Savage. <laughs> but, uh. He's still going on. He posted something today talking about he's going to send flowers to Cardi B. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. I just feel like that's just, uh, I don't know. We're crossing the line here. And I don't want him to go there. And I don't want no, you know, I don't want no issues. I don't want to pull up shade room and hear about no, you know, XXX testosterone situation. Y'all know I ain't know nothing about that baby, but rest in peace, I guess, you know, like he went through a lot too in his life. He was very controversial and did a lot of stuff that, you know, I don't know, but, um, yes, at the end of the day, <laughs> I gave y'all that line from love and hip hop. That's a love and hip hop line. At the end of the day, Chris Brown is giving me all the comedy I need. I appreciate him. I don't know what offsets doing, how he's combating this. Um, he needs to get his one-liners together. He needs to get his pop lock together. I think they should really settle it by, uh, dancing a dance off. I didn't know Offset could dance and pop and lock and drop it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. I saw a video on the shade room <laughs> of, uh, of Offset really just fucking putting out and dancing. And I didn't know that. And I was excited to see that. So I think that's a way that they could possibly resolve their issues because I don't want it to get to blows. I don't want it to get to shots. It's crazy that you guys are even in that deep about 21 Savage and uh, memes. You can't stop memes. You can't stop the internet. So offset, you just need to decompress by fucking logging out. You're going to have to log out because, uh, hey man, they're all over the motherfucking place. And I maybe maybe you expected better from Chris Brock. Oh, what? I keep messing up their names. Chris Brown. But I didn't shit. <laughs> Do you know who Chris Brown is? Christopher Maurice Brown. The nigga who was trying to sell that bitch lying t-shirts after he got off for, you know, rap, rape allegations. The nigga don't care. Like, he don't care. So, trying to rationalize with Chris Brown is, I just feel like you ain't gonna win. You just gonna be bothered. And there's no reason to be bothered if you can avoid it. So just leave that nigga alone. Let him do him. Let him do. I mean, we got a hundred album track, a uh, hundred track album come to us soon. I'm certain of it. And uh, we're just gonna have to let that shit rock. <laughs> focus on focus on Cardi B. And get back together with her. And I heard they reconciled. They back together. Cardi B girl, do you? Um. Moving towards that, I'm excited about the Grammys tomorrow, tomorrow, kind of. And why I say kind of is because I really only, I'm only trying to see Cardi B. I'm literally only trying to see Cardi B and see if she takes home. At least um, my guess would be I want her to take home like three 
of those um, Grammys. I would like to see her take three because I think that's a good solid number of the five that she's been nominated for. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm looking forward to it, even though I'm a little bit antsy about the fact that uh, Alicia Keys is the host. Not sure how she can hold down a show, but we're going to see tomorrow all together. Um, I'm guessing that Real Housewives of Atlanta um, I think it was a repeat episode last week. I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be another one this week, but because it's another live show that will take away from ratings, but I'm trying to record it so I could look at it tomorrow evening because like I told you, I love a hip hop. Just it's, it's low key dead to me. I don't know. So outside of Cardi B's nominations, I, ugh, ugh, who else is it? Like I said, her, a few other people have nominations. It should be some pretty decent, um, performances, but I already know I'm probably going to be bored. I'm really only going to be here for Cardi B and that Cardi B experience at the Grammys and um, Cardi B-isms and all that. But besides that, yeah, I don't know. I think Ariana Grande and a few other celebrities dropped out as being performers for the Grammys, but I don't even, she had an album drop, y'all. And uh, y'all tell me, it's, I just never been into Ariana Grande like that. Um, y'all really into the seven ring song and uh, I don't know, barbecue girl, I, girl, I just, uh, I just ain't with it. I didn't subscribe to it. So I don't know. Like I know it's some good songs. She has a little bops. I just, I'm really fucking tired of the fucking ponytail and she knows it. She knows I'm tired of it. Um, I'm sure she's seen one of my previous tweets from like 2016. Talk about the motherfucking ponytail. I'm fucking tired of it. I wish she'd wrap it up, make it a bun, girl, take it down, flatten it, curl it up, do something. I need something. I need something. I just, I'm just over it. I'm not, but outside of that, um, what else is going on? So the, another thing while I was talking about Cardi B, she got the cover of Harper's Bazaar. And I just, I just inside, it was just multiple little butterflies look cocoons of butterflies just released and i was just like y'all really thought this bitch 15 minutes was about to be up y'all really thought that because she got into a altercation at the same motherfucking event that she wasn't gonna prosper but she gonna turn around within months and be on the cover of the same magazine of the people of the like the event that she ruined kind of a little bit or or, or left you would think she left a little bit of a, a bad taste in their mouths, but they called her back and, and pretty much re like they redid the whole experience from the Harper's Bazaar, like event, the whole fight with Nicki Minaj and Ra Ali, Big Bertha and all the rest of them hoes that Nicki Minaj hangs out with and recreated that as a photo shoot. Like bitch, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Cardi, 2019 is yours, right? Like, just keep giving me good shit. She was in the Pepsi commercial for Super Bowl. She's just really out here getting these coins. She got a baby. She needs cheese for her egg. And I, I you know, I just, uh, I, uh, I resonate with that message. Like, I got cheese. I need cheese for my fucking eggs too. And I'm just out here just trying to get mine like Cardi B. And so I'm proud of you yet again. I'm looking forward to tomorrow for the Grammys and figuring that out. The people of Hollywood, moving on, have decided to, I guess, cancel Gucci because they always do some random shit. In Black History Month, I don't know what it is, y'all. <laughs> they be really tired of us, and they feel like this is the time to fucking make y'all feel some type of way. It's February. Um, Gucci came out with this motherfucking big-ass, ugly-ass turtleneck with red lips on it. And it looked like, and they had this pale, white-ass model. Modeling it, and it's obvious 
It's an obvious nod to goddamn blackface. And they're like, what? We never would have known. What's going on? They don't have nobody in none of these motherfucking rooms. I thought Gucci had just, maybe was that Louis Vuitton? One of uh, Kanye West's friends? When didn't he just get hired as a creative director? Like, what is these niggas doing? It's like so many nods to slavery as it's being fantasized. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm trying to figure it out, but apparently T.I. and the rest of them hoes, Spike Lee, they trying to do a, a, a motherfucking um, uh, uh, a daggone, what's it called? A band. Basically, they ain't spend no money on Gucci no more. And I'm like, okay, nigga, I'm broke. <laughs> Gucci what? Like a uh, poochie? Like, I don't, I don't got, I got a pooch right now. It's not going to, like I told you, I got slim thick goals, but the fuck like okay we've been telling i think regular ass people been telling y'all stop wearing that shit and let's create our own shit for a long time like we was telling kanye and all them other niggas that y'all don't want to wear fubu y'all don't like wearing shit from us you know what i'm saying y'all want to wear that french foreign designer bullshit but we will see if y'all stick to code we'll see apparently they done moved on to fendi according to soldier boy i don't got money for none of that shit so i'll i will watch y'all and see how y'all do on this note <laughs> i think that's is that how much Trying to say, I want to talk about Liam Nielsen, but I don't look, look at none of them motherfucking Taken movies. They all about the same shit. He play the same character every motherfucking movie, and the audacity and privilege that you should you should be able to have to go in and talk to somebody and say, you know what? I thought about killing a black dude once because he was black, and my friend got hurt by a black dude, and I was just scoping for black people the whole time. I just wanted to kill a black person this whole time yeah, but that was random and i uh ended up fixing myself by power walking my nigga who asked you for all this information oh my god i was gonna talk about him but why i already did you know what i'm saying like <laughs> nigga what is wrong with you how dare you what made you feel like you could even say shit like that white people's getting bold i'm sorry Listen, y'all already, y'all know y'all both. Y'all know y'all can say next to anything. And niggas just look at you like, oh, well, shit. Mm. <laughs> what does it take away from y'all? When y'all say, when y'all have freedom of speech and y'all literally say whatever the fuck y'all want to say, nobody does, y'all get a, a tap on the wrist. And it's just ridiculous. Like Liam Nielsen, he will go around to all these different medias uh, and, and, and promote whatever he's got going on still <laughs> and can say some shit like that just randomly in conversation is crazy to me. Um, but we're going to close out the show here a little bit shorter than usual this time. And we're just going to talk for a little bit. Y'all stick around. All right, y'all. So I want to close the show. I want to start closing the show. I think I've been pretty good about this, but closing the show with conversations or just something, a note to leave and lingering in mind after the show. But I asked a few of my girlfriends online uh, to give me some topics to kind of pull from. So I will be referring from this post from time to time. So if you're listening, um, it might be your topic that you've offered to me. So I appreciate you and thank you for giving me something to think about. Um, my friend Natavia, she gave me a subject called bag lady. And she basically said whether it is our own personal baggage that's hindering our success or getting into a relationship with someone back with baggage. And uh, <laughs> I just, I, I got this one first because I feel like I kind of Came into my my relationship with my husband with some baggage. Um, my relationship, not my marriage. I feel like um, we figured it out by the time that we ended up uh, exchanging vows with each other. But uh, I had dealt with some shit in the past. And uh, before I got into my relationship with him, I was with... Um, people that maybe have been um, verbally abusive to me or... Um, you know, mentally, uh, people who didn't love me the way I loved them back. I have been abusive in relationships as in uh, with my time, with isolation, with not giving 100% at some times um, because I had been in relationships that I probably shouldn't have been in. 
And uh, I, I learned from those. So when I found myself like down deep in the pits of love for real with my husband, it was a scary situation. It was supposed to be like this loving, exciting time. And instead it was like, it was scary. Like, oh my God, I really fucking love this dude. And, and then when I realized he loved me back and uh, to the extent that I loved him more and more, that's what I got super scary um, because I had to have this conversation with him about um, things that I've dealt with before. And um, I was afraid about how he would take that. And um, instead of pushing me away, he embraced me and I was able to kind of move forward. So I was able to kind of like drop that baggage at the door when I got into my relationship with my husband. And I think that same thing applies um, with professionally. So there was uh, two, I was two duty stations ago and I dealt with this person who I felt like I had to make it work with this person in the working environment or I felt, <laughs> and, and you know, Pisces, we have a way about feeling victimized. <laughs> But honestly, in this case, I just felt like he was, he was not, he wasn't ethical. He was sneaky. He was vindictive. He found ways to get things done um, in the way that he wanted them, no matter how they got done. And um, I was kind of like scarred from my experience with that, uh, that person. Um, having to work with them, have to like agree with them no matter what. And uh, he left the worst fucking taste in my mouth, especially about the institution, like about how, because he was very skilled. He was, uh, he was skilled at bullshittery, by the way, not in his MOS. He sucked. MOS equals jobs for people. He wasn't good at his job at all, but he was a good bullshitter and he was able to talk and he knew how to get people um, to agree with him. And he also, um, he, he on paper looked extremely well, but when you start talking to him and the things that he values, he was a horrible fucking person. And uh, to have to almost play his right-hand man and uh, back him regardless, we bumped heads. Um, I didn't want to work with him anymore, but I had no choice but to work with him um, because it wasn't a, it wasn't a harassment thing or it wasn't a sexual uh, thing. It wasn't, it was just, I hated the way he was with the people that we worked with. I thought that he was fake. I thought he was, um, he was dangerous in a sense. I watched him uh, ruin careers. Okay. Um, it's going to come out in my book. I like, I was talking to one of my friends, Savannah, and I was telling her, you know, once I get my shit together and I finally like depart <laughs> this place, names and everything ain't going to be no alleged because I was there and I was an account for it. But see that, uh, she, she knows what she knows about the things that she knows about. I'm saying this as if, as if she's listening to it. She would be able to appropriately uh, let me know my cans and can'ts <laughs> and talk to T too and, and let me know what I can and can't talk about. Um, but I, I expect to go there. I talked about my personal uh, portion so quickly, but really that's all that was. I had to let go of a lot of shit uh, in order for me to, to love my husband wholly. You know what I'm saying? Like as a whole, I had to let go of hurt and I had to let go of mistrust and my gulli- uh, my gullibleness that I can't have. And, um, you know, I had to go into that relationship, leaving all that shit at the door um, and then promising to work on myself from this point forward. So in the, the professional aspect of it, I'm dealing with this person that is... Uh, uh, that is abusive in his own way because he is toxic to the people that he's supposed to be influencing. And, 
Uh, and the people, seemingly the people around him, they are, they are willingly walking around with rose-colored glasses. And it was just, it was a horrible situation to be in. So that experience gave me the worst feeling. Like that experience gave me baggage about my job. It, for years, um, I went back and forth about my feelings, about how I felt, about what I was doing. Should I even be here? Uh, do I dedicate more time to this? Do I take time away from my family for this? Is this what I really want? Because they're they're promoting people like him every day. And wow, gross. Like, what a horrible fucking uh, example. And just because he looks good on paper, he represents nothing that the organi- organization that I represent uh does and I was baffled, nigga. Like I was, I was befuddled. I was bamboozled. I I couldn't believe that I had to deal with um, him, and he had influenced so many people that were over me uh, that I just lost faith uh, for a long time. And it took me until like really um, when I was down in Texas and I worked for people that were complete opposite, people that had your back, people that were influencers, people who walked the walk and talked the motherfucking talk as well. The guy that, that had made me feel those feelings about some, a choice that I made, he, he didn't walk the walk at all. He just talked the talk half of the time. And because he was so good at talking, that motherfuckers didn't question anything that he did. You know what I'm saying? And it took me getting around better people that made me build my trust in my leadership again. I walked around really side-eyeing a lot of people for a long time because I didn't feel like I could trust anybody. I didn't feel like anybody would have my back. I felt like I attempted to make things right and I attempted to uh, to let the shit be known when I was there about what was going on and, and it was all swept under the rug and I didn't I didn't really like the way I was treated and I I held on to a lot of those feelings for a long fucking time just carrying them and just weighing me down and uh, uh, taking my motivation away, taking my will to do things that I normally wanted to do because I was thinking about my experience there for so long. And I was just like, they're all like this. This is going to be like this. And I got to Texas and I got to work with an officer that I did will always be one of my top inspirations of, peers that I've worked with that will always be my friends. Juniors to me that will always be know that they can call me up whenever. Um and it it was just an amazing experience and it took a whole new different place to bring new perspective. And for those that are in the military, it's if you're at a duty station right now, that sucks and you feel like you just can't just I'm not going to tell you to give it another duty station because sometimes if you're at your wit's end, you're at your fucking wit's end and you have to get out and you have to not feel those feels. I went through it for my own personal reasons and I'm glad I did it because I was able to see the other side of the game at the end. And I'm able today to drop all that fucking baggage from this guy. And it, I might have told that story so passionately that it feels like I'm still holding on to it. But I feel like I know that motherfucker's karma is coming sometime soon. I know that one day I'm going to open up a link on Facebook and he's going to be the main contributor to the bullshit. I know it. I feel it. It's coming. I'm sending it to that motherfucker. And uh, I, I can't wait to uh, <laughs> to sit back and see the shit go down because I know that I'm going to be a witness to it and I can't wait. Um, and, and, and do I sound like, yes, he deserves all the fucking, uh, the bad shit in the world. He's just a bad person and I don't like him. And, and trust me, he didn't do it, it outside of just the way he led and uh, his corruption, he he did nothing personal to me. He just, I just hated his influence. It was almost like I don't want to. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna compare it to that. But 
it was uh it was just watching like people be brainwashed to me and i was just like nah i can't nah i can't and it took actually tying it in with my husband and how i had to drop baggage to be with him i um he convinced me to let that shit go he was there he was a witness to all the shit that was going down and uh, he was like you got to let that go babe like you you're letting that you, you how do I say? I would things that he said. I would have taken it and, and and apply it to other leadership, and I would think, well, this is probably what they think of me because of this. And um, he was like, no, nobody fucking looks at you like that, you know. You know, you you, you got to let that go. And I had to because I realized that everything that he had said to me before, it was still lingering in the back of my head. I just did not believe in myself whatsoever. And it, and I can say that I have dropped that package. I've dropped that baggage down. I feel like I went into 2019 with such a a state of optimism that you really can't fucking tell me shit or what I can and can't do. I know that all of those options are in my hand and I, I have to take the steps and do the fucking work. And um, so long as you're doing work, I think you can... You can um, counter some of the baggage that you end up putting, uh, picking up. You don't have to pick it up if you just just be vigilant. <laughs> don't pick up no fucking baggage that uh, if, if you can help it. Because sometimes things just they cling on to you. You can't help it, and it takes therapy and it takes self care to get through those things. Um, but sometimes we we do make ourselves victims, and sometimes we carry things that we ain't got no business carrying. And we need to drop it so that we can finally take more steps. This is heavy. If it's heavy, you're not moving fast. You're not going to progress. You're not going to keep going forward. So um, I encourage you to find what it is, the main issue, right? And get down to it and then just start chipping away at all those motherfucking bags, whatever their fucking name, and start dropping them in the fucking trash, and leave them there and don't pick them up no more. And then make sure that nobody else don't drop that shit in your trash bin ever. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I hope I hit, I hit the, uh, <laughs> I hope I hit the nail on the head when it came to that message. I just feel like, um, that was, that was a good subject to, to kind of talk about. So y'all <laughs> in closing, Make sure you follow me at, uh, so there's that pod on Instagram and at Keith of Kentucky on Facebook. I have, so there's that at, uh, so there's that podcast at gmail.com where you can send listener letters or scripts for ads that you want me to say. I'm here to promote your black business, your veteran business, your woman owned business. I'm here to support you and all your needs and endeavors, bitch. Just give me a chance. Um, just give me a script, send me a script or send me a listener letter. And I'm going to be here to give inform- information or give advice to you guys. If you so like it, if you ask, um, so being, so that being said, um, shout out to all the black folks. <laughs> it's black history month. Um, and don't let them ruin it. It just seems like a uh, new story after new story. Um, post after post, random shit, um, folks wanting their own white history month. Don't let them take our little 28 days from us. Let's revel in our greatness. Um, let's remember and celebrate each other, even from the smallest things to the largest things. Shout out to my friend Imani Williams, who has um, who's doing a YouTube series on um, just small little inventions. Uh, just shouting out black people on her YouTube. I think you can follow her at um, Hopeless Fromantic, Hopeless Fromantic as in a fro. Um, so, so follow her on her YouTube. I think that's her name of her YouTube as well as her Instagram. Beautiful girl. I love her. She's hilarious. She has her own podcast called Save the Date with a, a co-host. And um, a few days ago, I actually did a shout out to like all my black folks getting it in and doing it well. And I love it. Um, so shout out to y'all, my friend Gia at To and Fro on Instagram. That's uh, 
gated community. So good luck trying to get in that bitch, but you can listen to her. <laughs> you can listen to her podcast with her friend Drea um, called A Friend in My Head Podcast. So there's that. Um, damn, that plugging myself, I didn't mean to. Um, <laughs> you can follow my friend Boss Society um, and his um, podcast is Chicken on the Liquor Hour. Yes, you can follow him. That's Black Boy Joy out this bitch. Um, you can also follow, who else did I say? My friend at Pamela Renee. Um, I Need a Minute podcast. Oh, I just have so many great friends in this podcast community, people that give me heads up. Shout out to everybody in the podcast group that just joined a week or so ago. And just we're just sharing information with each other and building each other up and promoting each other. And it's just a bomb.com thing. And I'm here for it. I love it. So I think that's pretty much with the announcements and the things that I had to cover, but uh, I appreciate y'all support. I usually cover that in the first part of the episode and I'm not sure I said that yet, but I am, I am just so happy for you guys to check out my show and appreciative and um, I just continue to tap in. I'm glad that I actually sat here and did my episode because I was this close, nigga. I was, whoo, I was tired. I'm sore. I need my husband to rub on whatever muscle this is because I don't know what the fuck it's called. But we're going to figure it out <laughs> soon enough. So there's that. I'll see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>